All right, guys, welcome to Property Profits Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bryce Kaminsky, filling in for Dave Dubow. And if you've ever wondered how one person could turn a pandemic into a real estate success story, today's guest, Andrew Cowie, has cracked the code from flipping properties to mastering the short-term rental game. He's here to share his secrets. Andrew, welcome to the show. I'm excited to dive in. Yeah, Bryce, thanks for having me. Appreciate you uh, taking the time to have me on. Hey, man, it's not an interview show without high quality interviews. So, Andrew, you know, when when we look at the 2020, you know, it says here that you started that single family uh, home rental in 2020 and then eventually expanded into short term rentals, which is truly impressive, especially during the pandemic. Can you take us back to the early days? You know, what inspired you into the venture, you know, to venture into real estate, especially right before the pandemic? You know, how did you navigate those initial challenges? Yeah, totally. Well, I didn't know a pandemic was coming. So maybe I would have done things a little differently. And in fact, I would have done things differently. What got me started was at my old, well, in my old life at my job, I had a colleague there who was an investor. They had always mentioned that they had different properties, that they rent them out, make a little cash flow. And so that piqued my interest a little bit, uh, so much so that I went to a seminar in late 2019. I won't say who that seminar was. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it was inspiring. There was some really good stuff that I took away from that. And it got me in the mode of, okay, well, I need to invest in real estate. It, it has to happen. If I'm going to grow my wealth and I'm going to do big things in life, this is a pillar that most millionaires mm-hmm. uh, bank on. Um, so I went looking, ran numbers, eventually picked up a single family home and rented it out it cash flowed however this was a week before the pandemic when i signed the papers the week before the world shut down like and in i still March remember of, uh, 2020 yeah of 2020 yeah exactly so i think end of february or or first week of march we signed the papers removed conditions and then a few days later it was world shut down can't go to work can't do anything and that was my start to it. I freaked out because I'm like, oh my goodness, what have I done? Put this investment in, property prices are dropping. And meanwhile, it was the start of something pretty cool. I took a risk. Uh, that one worked out in the long run, even if I would have mm-hmm. done things differently now, knowing what I know after learning what I've learned. So that's what got me going. Single family to the duplex conversion and then got educated on how to properly do this game, if you will. And from there, went on to some multi-units flipping and Airbnb. So got uh, a bunch of different things going on. Never a dull moment, that's for sure. Yeah, so definitely, you know, those seminars can be motivational. And, you know, you can go on YouTube now and watch this and that and the other. But ultimately, you do have to take action because otherwise you're just... um, you know, there's people that end up seminar junkies. You see them at the same oh, yeah. seminars and the same things. And that's fine. It's good to get educated and, and stay networked. And there's value in that. But you definitely have to, you know, pull the trigger. A lot of people will say uh, real estate's a lot like jumping out of a plane and building the parachute on the way down. So that first property, um, luckily, the the market did, you know, appreciate decently Um you know, no one could have really seen how that that was going to impact. I remember we were flipping property early 2020 and it was nice that, you know, it's interesting. We, we all had, you know, we all had jobs and school and all that, and it was locked down, but real estate 
remained an essential service so we could move and we could go mm. and we could make offers. And I mean, it was a little bit weird. So how did you navigate that? Cause you, you said the first one was a rental property, right? That's right. Yeah. So I had a realtor friend of mine, which uh, can be a great thing. It also can be a dangerous thing. Actually, another dangerous thing is what you mentioned there about being a seminar junkie. Uh, one of my mentors always says that uh, when you go to these seminars and they're done properly, you'll learn enough just to make yourself dangerous mm -hmm. in the wrong ways. Um, I digress, though, back to the uh, the, sing the single family there. So, um, yeah, it was a, a rental and we, we didn't really have any other exit strategies other than just renting it out um, by hope and pray. And again, we never bank on appreciation knowing what we know now. At the time, I was an amateur, not educated. So I had that mindset of, well, yeah, you know, have the mortgage pay down. And even if the interest rates change, I can pay a little out of pocket. And that's not really a way to set up for success. It wasn't actually going to get me closer to my goals other than saying I had a rental property. And so, yeah, it, it rented out. In fact, now I still own it, uh, but I'm in the process of a rent to own, a lease option on it. Nice. So the tenant that is currently in there, they wouldn't be able to you know, qualify for a mortgage uh, otherwise. So we've set them up in a rent to own. So that family is going to be able to stay there. Pretty cool story, considering that was my first uh, property, uh, first rental property, and we can kind of, change someone's life through the process of real estate investing. So yeah, yeah, pretty, cre yeah a creative yeah. exit, right? You, you, that person likes the house enough and maybe you would like to exit it. And and I think that's a great strategy that not a lot of people spend a lot of time usually because they don't really understand the mechanics of the rent to own strategy. And I think that that's becoming um, more and more important. Are you finding that you're gonna you're having to be more and more creative, especially as interest rates change? Yeah, I think the the secret weapon of a real estate investor, or at least a good one, is to always be creative. Mm -hmm. And nowadays, that's you know no exception. Um, a lot of it I find has been valuable having the relationships to raise capital through networks, and mm -hmm. I don't want to say avoid the bigger lenders. However, with having a good network of people, uh, you can be a little more creative, but certainly, you know, lease options is a creative financing strategy, which is really great. Um, even balance transfers on credit cards, not something that everyone always talks about, uh, but in terms of creative financing, that's been pretty cool because those promotions on those balance transfer credit cards continue to happen. So mm -hmm. those are where you can still get pretty cheap money to put yeah. to work on creative financing. And uh, that's been a way to fund some things in the background over the past little while where other money was more expensive. Yeah. I remember back in the day, uh, MBNA was notorious for sending out the like check package or like, here's some checks, write some checks, balance transfer your other cards. So yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's one thing that is often overlooked is that there's capital in different levels of interest. And my, and my mentor always used to say, um, access is sometimes more important than the cost because mm -hmm. without access, you can't make any moves. And, you know, you acquired that single family rental and it wasn't exactly, you know, planned out to the degree that you'd plan it today, but it definitely swept you into the river and took you downstream there where you had to figure it out because 
you know, a lot of people spend a lot of time in what I call the simulator. You know, they're looking at MLS, there's they're at a weekend seminar, they're running numbers on everything, but maybe they never even get in the car and and like walk a property. Like get out there. Real estate's a contact sport, like bang some stuff around, you know, throw some hits, see what happens, you know, throw some offers out there. People are really afraid of getting, uh, you know, getting what happens if I actually get an offer. So after that single family, um, what was the next step? I know we've got short-term rentals in here and I'd want to touch on that because you're in the GTA, right? That's right. Yeah. I mean, the next step was interesting because and it goes back to what you're saying before about people kind of hopping around seminars or YouTube university or, or any of that stuff. A lot of people we find that we speak to in our coaching mentorship program is that they don't actually know why they're investing in real estate. Mm-hmm. They see videos online, Instagram, they do listen to podcasts and they don't have their why figured out. They, they yeah. just think, Oh yeah, I'll buy some rentals and then in 20 years I can sell them off because they've paid down the mortgage. So what changed for me was digging deeper and trying to figure out exactly why I was doing this. And I had the fortunate aspect of the pandemic. And I say that a little tongue in cheek because what it did for a lot of people, including myself, the pandemic was made me look a little deeper into my life and figure out what exactly am I doing here? What, why am I doing it? What matters to me? What am I trying to build? And so from there, I changed my approach. And one of that was taking action, getting educated, getting a mentor, doing it properly, uh, which helped me dig deeper to figure out what my goals were so that any move I made could directly impact my goals in a positive way. You know, um, someone who wants to leave their nine to five just buying a rental property to cash flow hundred bucks a month uh, with their own money. It's not going to do it. Right. However, if you learn how money works, get with the right people, you can reach your goals faster by creating more of an income stream or more importantly, several income streams so that you can actually reach your goals a lot faster um, instead of just kind of hanging around and uh, being a property collector as we like to call it versus mm-hmm. a real estate investor. So. Yeah, there there was um there's a speaker at our local real estate investor we we had a like a mentorship exchange where we brought a guy in who was a car financing guy and he's invested in real estate but his income is not in real estate. So he lends and he buys rentals and he said something that was really that really hit home and it's kind of on what you're saying he said if you go to the airport today and you buy a ticket to anywhere, what are the chances you're going to get where you want to go? And so you look at the direct flights in your local airport and you say, okay, if you're in the middle of nowhere, chances are that there's no direct flight to Hawaii. So the random decision of buy a ticket, I want to get into real estate. It's not going to get you where you want to go. But if you are very direct and you say, I'm going to go and buy a ticket from where I am to where I actually want to go you'll actually get there. So having that destination in mind, because real estate is really a vehicle for whatever you want. There's so many different ways you can have wealth, you can have cash flow, you can have income, you can have management, like there's so many real estate adjacent things, but you really do have to know what you want it to do for you to be able to command real estate to actually do that for you. You know, like you said, you can't just buy one rental property and hope that, oh, it's going to, 
it's going to get me out of my nine to five. Well, no, how many do you actually need? Like do the math. How many do you actually need? And, and I like what you said there before too, was that you decided to take it professionally, hire a mentor. Um, Cause there's, there's like people sometimes are, they get into real estate and they're naturally good. They just maybe have some overlying skills. Maybe they were a car salesman or maybe they were in finance and they, they have like these auxiliary talents that make them good in real estate, but it's the wrapping the knowledge around those existing talents that can really make you a professional in real estate. So tell me a little bit about your, um, your background and, and what you decided to take on as far as what you were looking for in real estate education. And then I want to switch gears a little bit after that and talk about what you're doing today, which is really interesting. I think people at home should really pay attention. So what education did you decide to to take on and how did that change your career from a guy who went out and bought a real estate, bought a house to a guy who's now creating wealth and active income in real estate? Yeah, it all started when uh, I decided to take an online workshop. Mm-hmm. And so it was a very low cost online workshop. I had met someone who was in a program. They had good things to say about it. And so I wanted to get a little taste of what they were talking about. Again, at that point, I was more of a seminar junkie. Any free thing I could get into, I would do. Mm-hmm. And in this particular case, I it was a very small amount of money. Like a 197 or something like that, like 200 that bucks. It was like a 200 bucks or 500 exactly. bucks. Exactly, right? And at the time, it's like, oh, 200 bucks. Like, that's I better get something out of this. This is a big, big deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was before I knew anything about money. Um, yeah you know, truly knew anything. So I went to this workshop and it was for Trust Your Talent Academy and financial education, using real estate investing as the vehicle to wealth. And we started to learn so many different things. So, you know, starting with the uh, income properties approach, buy and hold, and then learning about all of the other ways through real estate that you could make incomes, whether it's serviced accommodations like Airbnb, distressed properties through flips, um, obviously duplex conversions, multi-units, lease options, private lending, all of these different ways of leveraging real estate to make an income and offset your day job. Mm -hmm. And when that happened, I was like, wait a minute, there is so much I don't know. I was Mm -hmm. looking at this in such a small box of how this game is done based on what I had seen on YouTube or read in in a couple books. And so at that point, I spoke with the coach uh, of the program and learned more about it and realized, you know what, if I'm going to take myself seriously and I'm not just going to be on the sidelines or at least just dipping my toes in the water, I'm going to really jump in. And that didn't happen overnight, right? I, I During the pandemic, I went through some mental health uh, issues, um, as many did, you know, stemming yeah. on being kind of cooped up at home and that's when I truly realized I needed something else. It wasn't just one day I woke up and I was like, okay, I'm making a change. This is something that was within me over time. And essentially I decided that if, if I'm going to do this for real, I'm going to invest in myself and take the next steps to make a difference. And I haven't looked back at that point or from that point, rather, Mm -hmm. it's been a pretty cool journey. I'm now a coach for trust your talent within the program to help other people get started, um, by learning what I learned to get started. And so that workshop was the pivotal moment and got me to really understand, I didn't know anything 
And if I was going to take this seriously, I needed to learn. Well, it's ignorance is bliss, right? As soon as you like open Pandora's box, uh, you can't close it again, especially with real estate, because there's so many different avenues. And really just, we were talking about this before the show. You guys pair financial education with real estate, because there's a lot of people who think that just buying real estate and getting into real estate is going to solve the fundamental challenge that they don't understand money. Yeah. And so, you know, and I'm seeing this more and more with different real estate education and different financial education is that there's like this, the financial education sector can't really connect with real estate. There's a securities um, thing. There's like a line in the sand where now you're like investing and helping people invest and you need licenses and all this stuff. And even then, they're kind of separated and it's weird to me because they seem congruent you know there's the old saying all wealth is either made or held in real estate and so um a lot of times these financial education programs will go out and you know we we don't have to put the names out there but these financial education programs or financial like um literacy they they would say they help you with like the baseline, like get your life together and deal with your job and and figure out like your, the way that you can save your way there or right. invest your way there into some like mutual funds and things like that. But it's not super active. It's, it's not really for those people that want to get invested. And then typically the standard real estate education is that like, here's the real estate box. And if you need financial literacy, you know, go talk to an accountant, go talk to a lawyer, go, and they're separate. So how does, how does your, um, how does your education company help bridge that gap? Yeah. So with trust your talent, uh, it, it's kind of a simple process. It's not an easy process. It's simple. Starting with your why, you know, we hear talk about a lot of real estate. Why are you doing this? At that point, you set your goals, you set your goals after that. And then the next step is, finding a strategy that's actually yeah. going to help you to get to your goals. And then that's going to affect your why in a positive way. And we use SMP strategy, market property. A lot of people go backwards um, because they don't understand the financials behind it. And they find a property in a market that's probably just close to home. And then they come up with a strategy that they're going to use. We, we reverse that normal way of thinking mm -hmm. so that it's much more, focused on building on what's important to the actual student. Yeah. Um, and again, understanding, you know, the real estate financing fundamentals and the creative financing things are really pinnacle to our program. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, people might see a couple podcasts and they say, okay, I want to learn the Burr process. Okay. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> we, we always go back to that. Like, okay, why? Like you, you heard it and it sounds I want to buy cool. multifamily. Yeah, wow. I want to buy. Yeah, why? Right? Because you know, some people that come to the program, uh, they have no money, and they're able to create wealth really quickly because they just listen and follow uh, the process that we we have in place. Um, other people have more money; they've built a little more money, and they're a little more resistant because what's worked for them so far has been what is not yeah. going to work now, which is the kind of buy, hope, and pray. Um, mm -hmm. On, on different things so well they've got habits right it's it's almost easier to teach someone real estate and and things of that nature when they 
have no background to kind of like they're like it at they're contentious with the information because they're like oh why would anyone do that or why would i do it that way because i've done it this way and they're having like some congruency issues within their own concept of like what it is they're doing and why they're doing things but i, I really love what you're saying is that like why the why and the strategy you know like it's not enough to like the usually the why and you probably see this all the time is i want to better the 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 average one is I want to quit my job. I want to get out of my job. I don't like my job, but why? Okay, and then it goes further. But why? Well, I don't like the lack of freedom of time. That's the usual. Like when yeah. you have to, you run it through the real estate translator, and like I hate my job. Well, you've been there for twenty years, so it can't be that bad. Right. But what you don't like is what the future looks like and you know in 20 more years is it going to be the same am i going to be any further ahead so um before the show we were talking about the yearly schedule of different events that you guys put on to kind of help people bridge that gap between you know why what what it is they want out of real estate and then how they can use real estate to really connect the two so give us a little breakdown as to you know, what those things look like, how often you run them. Um, and yeah, let's start. For sure. There. Yeah. There's a lot of ongoing calls and webinars online, you know, a couple hours uh, on weeknights talking about specific different things like, you know, how to find deals in, in this market or things yeah. like that. From there, the next step is the workshop. And that's probably the, it's the pivotal moment for many people that come to the workshop they're live events. They're three days. They happen across the country at there different times of the year. And, you know, you come in, we tell people just to disregard what they've learned and what they've understood their whole lives. Anything they've learned in school or been taught through their families, just stop thinking about that for a second. Uh, we joke that, you know, or I think it's a Robert Kiyosaki term where he says uh, the most expensive advice is the free advice you get from your broke family and friends. Mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it, it you get stuck in that uh you know wrong mindset so we focus on mindset at our workshops so that people come in there we make sure we understand why they're there and they understand why they're there and then we share a bunch of different overviews on different strategies so that you can kind of approach something with no money or you can approach something with money where if it's private lending um <laughs> this is the funny thing sometimes people who have uh, good amounts of RRSPs, for instance, mm -hmm. they're sitting there, they don't like their job, and they don't realize that they could simply convert those RSPs, self-direct them so that they can invest in their real estate and make a pretty good return on that yeah. money that's just sitting there and you know getting a very minimal return from mutual funds. So those moments where people see like, oh, I had never thought of these ways before. Yeah, what do you think the bank's doing with your money, man? Exactly. <laughs> like, what do you right? think? They're not, they're, oh, here's your 5%, you know, 6%, yeah. and then we're going to keep the other 10%. Exactly. And that's kind of what part of our financial literacy is, you know, teaching us how to be the bank, uh, teaching yeah. our students how to be the bank. So in those workshops, um, people you, you see people from day one to day three completely switch. During those mm -hmm. workshops, we generally have something called TYT Connect, which is a networking event where new students, prospective students, and 
graduate students can come uh, talk with the coaches and mentors and really network. And that's where amazing deals happen and rela mm -hmm. amazing relationships bloom from those uh, intimate events. So those are the ones. And then every year we have our annual conference, uh, Invest Ed, and another three-day event where everyone from the community comes together. And this is, again, newer students uh, and graduate students and really celebrate the year, but also continue learning. Because even though we say, you know, graduate, we're all mm -hmm. lifelong learners. The minute we think we know everything, we're done. So yeah, you become that... You got to be the Rolling Stone. What time? What usually? What time of the year? What quarter of the year do you have those event? That main event in? Yeah, the main event is in October, uh, each year. Okay, so yeah, every October you guys are running the the big like main event. So I got a question for you. Why? What is your why? And how did you use your real estate to achieve that? So now that you've got all this education, we've we've kind of unopened the box. Connect your why for everyone at home to your strategy and how that's working for you. Absolutely. So whys can change. That's the yep. first thing I'll say. Yep. Right. And so initially when I was getting into it, my why was a lot about uh, my mental health and creating a better, healthier way for me to live. Mm -hmm. uh, I reached my breaking point with my uh, my job and the situation there. And I needed to get out. Otherwise, you know, I probably wouldn't be here today. You know? Yeah. So over time, I started learning the real estate um, through the education, and I was fortunate enough that uh, my wife got pregnant, and I had a baby on the way. And mm -hmm. so that started to completely shift how it was thinking. Now it was no longer about me at all. Mm -hmm. It was about what I'm going to do for my child, my son, to make sure that I set him up for the best life. And not just that, I want to spend time with him. And yeah. so... He, uh, he was born in February 2023 because of my flexible schedule that I've created through real estate investing. I've been able to be home with him ever since he was born. Yeah. Uh, no time off work, no pat leave. It was uh, my schedule. Now, as an entrepreneur, the schedules are demanding. It's not like it was just kicking back, relaxing in every moment. However, it gave me the flexibility. So now he continues to be my why. Everything I do, I think about him, every decision I make and every moment where maybe I'm having a tough day or things aren't going the way we planned with the rainbows and butterflies that we often see on social media for real estate. Mm -hmm. When things are going poorly, I think of him and it helps me push through. And I think that is the biggest piece of having a strong why is so that you never quit, you keep going. And for me, it is my son and my wife. Like it's a whole mm -hmm. family process, right? We want to make sure that our family can have as much time together. And uh, that is something I'm proud of because it's really not about money, right? People think of real estate money. No, it's it's not money. It's about what the money can create, the freedom it can create, flexibility, and the options that it can uncover in life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for instance, you know, just not a lot long ago, I was able to take my my mom, my uh, wife, my son to Jamaica, along with other investors that we covered their trips because they've been investors. Mm -hmm. Having the ability to do those things and spend time with friends and family is is pinnacle and creating mm -hmm. those memories that uh, are are just unreal when you look back and it mm -hmm. has nothing to do with, you know, a building. 
it's everything that that building creates. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing that after, you know, in my past, I'd been a real estate uh, coach, mentor, you know, teaching people to get into real estate, um, hundreds of people. And the statistic was the people who do the best are married men with children because their why is bulletproof. Um, yeah, there, there are, you know, married women with children, I'm sure have the same effect, but the real estate, you know, it tends to draw men in. I don't know why it's just, you know, they're, they're always late night clicking, Oh, real estate seminar and this, that, and the other. So if people want to connect, they want to, you know, look, look up the, the education resources, get onto some of these webinars, attend some of these events, how do they find that? And then ultimately, if they want to connect with you, uh, what should they do? How do they find you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, with Trust Your Talent, what you said there about, uh, you know, men and women, we're really proud of our community because it is very even. Um, yeah. We have men, women, and we have so many different uh, multicultural representation that truly uh, it's, it is it is something really beautiful. And everyone who uh, communicates and does business together, no matter what you are, it's uh it's a completely uh open open community and so mm -hmm. you can see more of that trustertalent.ca is the website all of the workshops are on there the links to the different seminars also you can speak with a coach by going on that website there's a section with appointments so myself uh, the other coaches vince nina mike we're all happy to help in any way we can it's all about giving back and showing people that there is a different way to live and mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be what you were taught ever since you were a kid, going to school, getting a job, working till you're 65 before you can retire. It is uh, a world out there. There's a world out there that is completely different. So uh, we've got our workshops, which we invite everyone to come to, even if you know you have properties under your belt or you think you're you're uh, got it all figured out, never hurts to come to a workshop. Or if you have zero experience, you don't even know what a mortgage is or whatever, come mm -hmm. to the, uh, the workshop, learn from us, um, maybe you want to go further with it. Maybe you don't. However, uh, don't deprive yourself of those opportunities. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, trustyourtalent.ca to connect on all that stuff. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Andrew Cowie. You can search it there. Find me there. Send me a message or a DM or whatever uh, the kids are calling it these days. <laughs> and happy to uh, happy to connect and have chats like this or uh, help out and look at your situation and give my two cents as to how you might be able to. Uh, level up in your life. Yeah, definitely. Well, I really appreciate your time, Andrew. And I, I, I'm confident that the people listening at home are going to uh, really reevaluate their positioning on whether or not they should educate themselves because, you know, talent without education, um, it could be a real shame because the what you do with education on top of talent can really excel, you know, like learn something, don't let pride and ego get in the way of your education in the real estate game. Just because you're killing it now doesn't mean you can't 10x what you're doing by putting a little bit of extra help and collapsing some timeframes on there. Andrew, I really appreciate your time. Thank you, Bryce. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll catch you guys on the next episode.